Hello, welcome to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you create a wealthy life free from burnout and with the financial security to practice medicine on your own terms. I'm your host, Dr. Elisa Zhang. Hello, and welcome back to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. As physicians, we are busy people. I know most physicians laugh at the idea that working full-time is working 40 hours a week. So when we have time, the last thing many people want to do is organize their finances. The more systems you can set up, the less work you personally have to do, and the more likely the task will get done. This is true with just about anything. Think about what systems you can put in place to automate as much about your finances as possible. In this week's episode, I'm going to give you some ideas, but it's your job to take action. You can learn everything about what to do to build wealth, but if you never take action, you aren't actually going to get results. And I want you to have results. You may have heard of the phrase, pay yourself first. What this is really referring to is making contributions to your retirement account from your paycheck so that you are paying yourself before you pay Uncle Sam and all the other deductions that come from your paycheck. If you aren't doing this yet, I highly encourage you to set it up. If your employer matches any of your retirement account contributions, then contributing to your retirement account, at least to the point of getting your employer's match, is likely the best return on your investment that you currently have available to you. Technically, your employer's match is part of your compensation, and you don't want to miss out on it. If for every dollar you put in your retirement account, your employer matches that dollar, you are immediately doubling your investment. And that's a no-brainer. Even if you're your own employer, you can still automate your investing into whatever retirement account you set up for you. Not only do you want to automate the contribution, but you also want to automate the investment. Usually when you set up automating a contribution to a retirement account, the brokerage or firm or whatever form you're using will often ask how you want the contribution handled. Make sure that you are investing it, ideally into index funds, and not letting it sit in some sort of cash equivalent like a money market. Not only can you automate investing in your retirement account, you can also automate saving and investing outside your retirement accounts. Most employers will allow you to direct deposit your paycheck into different bank accounts. Depending on your employer, you can specify what percentage or what amount to go to each account. Consider having a portion of your paycheck deposited into whatever checking account you use to pay your bills and living expenses, and the rest of your paycheck deposited into a savings account or an investing account or both. If you can't split up your direct deposit, Many banks will allow you to set up automatic transfers between different bank accounts. That includes setting up automatic transfers with bank accounts even at different banks. You can set up these automatic transfers to occur one or two days after your paycheck deposit into your account. Most brokerages have a way for you to set up some sort of automated investing where you can purchase a certain dollar amount in shares of a fund on a regular basis. Make use of that. While some people keep one checking account and one savings account, it can be helpful to have multiple savings accounts where each account is designated for a specific purpose or financial goal. One account may be your emergency fund, while another account may be a vacation fund, or a third account may be for home renovations. You can set up regular contributions into each account to reach those goals. If you're working on building up your emergency fund, Consider setting up an automatic transfer to put a set amount of money into that account that holds your emergency fund with each paycheck. Once the emergency fund is at its goal amount, 
you can then divert the money that was being transferred there to another account, like your travel account or a general savings account. This all goes into building a system that works well for you. For most people, I would advise a minimum of three accounts. The checking account that you use to pay for your day-to-day living expenses, a high-yield savings account for your emergency fund, and possibly other financial care items, like bigger near-future bills that you need to save for. This could look like a down payment on a house or a car or a new roof that you know you need. The third account is for the fun stuff that you want to save for, like vacations or designer handbag, whatever it is where money can bring you joy. Depending on your situation and income, you may also want to consider a brokerage account for additional retirement investment outside of your retirement accounts. Most physicians would benefit from putting more than the max contribution allowed to a 401k or 403b towards retirement. You may also have 529 accounts to fund if paying for your children's college is one of your financial goals. Now that we've talked about automating your savings and investments, let's talk about automating paying your bills. I have to admit, I personally resisted automating bill pay for many years. By reviewing my bills before paying them, I could catch errors in bills or even charges that weren't right on my credit card bills. However, different bills do have different due dates. As I travel often, and sometimes for long stretches at a time, I found myself being close to missing the due date a few times and actually missing the due date, resulting in paying a late fee. Well, I called and negotiated away the late fee, but you get the point. So now I fully embrace automating paying bills and set aside a time once a month to review all charges and to look for any errors. There are three main ways to automate bill pay. Automatic payments made by credit card, automatic ACH withdrawal from a checking account by the biller or service provider, and automatic payments you set up through your bank where the bank sends payment to the biller or service provider. The easiest bills to automate are your rent or mortgage because that amount stays the same every month. Even when I hesitated to automate other payments, I always automated my rent or my mortgage payment. Many mortgage servicers are happy to set up ACH withdrawal from your checking account each month. For paying rent, I set up an automatic payment from my online checking account to send out a check every month. The next set of bills to look at are your monthly bills, which are typically your utilities as well as subscriptions. If a monthly reoccurring bill can be paid by credit card without any additional fees, I consider this a no-brainer. And so do many subscription services since they want you to set it and forget it and keep paying for the service. Internet, cell phone, and streaming services typically allow you to set up charging your credit card monthly without any additional fees. Other subscriptions, like gym memberships, generally require having a credit card that they can charge every month. When it comes to charging on a credit card, if there is an error, not only can I argue with the biller, but I can also get support from the credit card company. This is why I like charging to credit cards versus having money automatically deducted from my checking account. However, there are some bills that can only be automated by ACH withdrawal, which deducts from the checking account. Generally, it's utilities like gas, electric, water, and sewer, where credit cards may not be accepted, or there may be additional fee charged if you do use a credit card. Often, these bills are variable depending on the usage, though there are some service suppliers who will set up a budget amount so that it's the same amount that you pay for the majority of the year 
And then that amount gets adjusted up or down, depending if there's a surplus or a large debt starts to build up. If I can set up having the same payment each month, that is my personal preference since it makes the automatic bill pay easier. Some suppliers will take automatic payments with credit card or with ACH withdrawal. While with other suppliers, you'll need to set up sending a check monthly to pay them. If it's the same amount due every month, then I tend to set it up so that my checking account sends the payment instead of the biller initiating the withdrawal. Since I personally find it easier to look at my checking account and see all the upcoming withdrawals instead of having to remember which bills will get withdrawn by the biller. Then there's the question of whether or not to set up your credit cards for auto pay. Depending on your spending habits, even if you pay off your credit card balance in full every month, your credit card balance may fluctuate significantly month to month. You may end up having to adjust how much money you have in your checking account and even possibly pulling from a savings account at times to pay off your credit card. This is probably especially true in the months that you're returning from vacation. You may be pulling from the account that holds your vacation money in order to pay for all the expenses that you just paid for the vacation on your credit card. And this also depends on how many credit cards you hold. If you're playing the credit card points game, you may have more than a dozen cards. Devin Gimbel, who's the founder of Point Me to First Class, has over 20 credit cards. There may be some credit cards that you don't use in a particular month and they maintain a zero balance because you only use them in specific situations. In this case, you'll want to think about what kind of system would work best for you. I encourage you to experiment, try different things out, and see how things go. For credit cards that you use regularly, you may want to consider having an automatic payment for the minimum balance due so that you at least avoid any late fee. Though you usually can call a credit card and get them to drop the late fee if you're not a repeat offender. Most cards will let you change the due date, so you may want to consider having all your credit cards have the same due date and plan to review and pay all your cards at the same time each month. Many credit cards will also let you set alerts for payment due if it's not received by a specific date, like a week before the due date. Setting up these kind of notifications is another way to add another system to make sure that you make any money transfers you need to make and pay any bills that need to be paid. You can set up notifications on your calendar. I use Google Calendar and have a lot of notifications set up for various things there. What systems do you currently have in place? After listening to this episode, what changes do you want to make? I'd love to hear what you found helpful. You can always reach out to me by emailing me at growyourwealthymindset at gmail.com or send me a DM through Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. You'll find all my contact information in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could share it with your friends and colleagues. And now for the disclaimer. I am not a certified financial planner, accountant, or attorney, and nothing I say should be construed as professional investment, tax, or legal advice. This show is primarily for your education and entertainment. I am a physician, but I'm probably not your physician. So if you need any medical advice, please contact your own physician. Thank you.